Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Sim Sundays podcast. I am joined by Mr. Ryan Coulson and Mr. George Morgan for our weekly news roundup before we talk to Lawrence de Souza, one of, I'm going to say, one of my favorite streamers. He's got a lot of energy, that guy, and he's got an incredibly committed community, and they're putting on an incredible event, which on paper is just another event. But somehow the spirit of this event has captured the, the sim racing community and a ton of brands. Um, and we're in for a bit of a treat next Saturday. This episode comes out on, oh Christ, Sunday the 3rd. And the race will be on Saturday the 9th of April. So just short of a week after this episode comes out, the Potatono event will be on. And we'll be talking to Lawrence Souza all about that event and where that idea came from and what's 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 the point basically of the event um for about half an hour after we do our weekly roundup but it's been a quiet week there's not a huge amount going on in the world of sim racing this does happen occasionally i guess we're a small sector of the gaming world and uh, i think maybe we've been treated to a lot of a lot of news recently but this week is a slow week so we really have one big news story Although it's not, it's not, there's not, there's not a lot of exclusives coming out here. Uh, but it's the F1 game. Obviously, the F1 game yep. have released their trailer, and we're going to dive into ten minutes or so of speculating. Random cool sign. Speculate away. Oh boy, uh, <laughs> the biggest speculation I've seen is about the Unreal Engine Four uh, being part of uh, the new titles going forward. Not sure if it's the right move moving to that engine because there's been a few games that have used it and all of them in racing and all of them have hit some sort of performance snag and took quite a while until they got decent or not fixed at all. For example, Unreal Engine 4 on Soto Corsa Competizione, the beginning was not really that good it took them like almost two years to get fixed considering that uh formula one is an yearly title that means if you <laughs> buy it you're a beta tester <laughs> uh same for uh unreal uh, same for uh, wrc um they keep releasing patches to fix the performance on unreal engine 4 every time i go there it's still pretty much the same you see the the shader recompiling you get, you get micro stutters large stutters and the same was with cardcraft as well cardcraft also used unreal engine 4 and it's has a much smaller um size of of the world and still continues to have micro stutters and all of that stuff so not sure how they're gonna pull this because they already have the experience with the ea sports wrc there is a question that springs to my mind, which I don't, I haven't seen discussed yet online or in, in any of the, the news articles that have come out about this. And there might be a really obvious reason hmm. why no one else is asking this question, and maybe I'm just missing something. But obviously, everyone's talking about the jump from the Codemasters Ego Engine to Unreal Engine 4. But why not Unreal Engine 5? Because they're, 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 they're going to launch a new game on an old engine, right? Or am I missing something? Uh, probably cost cost of development uh, could be the case that there aren't really many games on Unreal Engine 5 anyway so if if they're trying something new might as well just try something that was supposedly tested but that doesn't really mean much because mm. we already have the experience in sim racing that it's not as straightforward you do need a lot of optimization on that engine uh, I, I was kind of confused because I would think they would go to Frostbite, you know, because Frostbite well, has been a, a Frostbite has been around. Yeah, because well, because it's uh, it's it's EA Sports, it's uh, Electronic Arts. They already have it. It's a beautiful engine, and it's really not that bad in terms of performance. Well, it's it's not the best, but they have like a huge community that already uses it and could help them. You know move forward and and it, it's a, it's a tool that already they own so i was expecting that they would move to frostbite but then again i don't think there's any frostbite uh racing games well i, I guess i guess maybe that's the the reason it, it is it is it is, or is interesting it the, new, the unbound is it is it frostbite the, the unbound need for speed oh, yeah, unbound. The need, yeah the need for speeds are, are frostbite right 
If that's the case, I still I still don't understand. They had like the the 2015 or 2016 one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And they run October 22 using the Frostbite engine. And they run pretty well. They look great. Not sure if they if it's possible for something like that, but it's something that I already have. But the strong yeah. majority of their sports Just speculation. Games are actually frostbite ufc nhl man mm-hmm. yeah they're all they're all frostbite mm-hmm. games so yeah who knows mm. well it's interesting isn't it because you know people seem to be quite excited for the f124 game i think the f123 game uh was was pretty well received if you compare it to 21 yeah. and 22 uh 23 mm-hmm. seemed to be pretty well um received and then this is the first full release under EA's watch and they hinted uh when it kind of um fell under EA's watch that there was going to be a refreshed F1 and the obvious thing to refresh would be the engine so it would make sense for it to come out on a new engine but what does that actually mean like if it's so for our listeners who maybe aren't aware of how games are made or that there are such things as as game development engines etc if we were to go from the current engine of Codemasters Ego to Unreal Engine 4 what does that actually mean for the for the drivers uh, I mean, personally, uh, I, yeah. You go, <laughs> you go back uh, to. I mean, obviously, ego has been around since 2013. Um, obviously, the, the the very fabric of the game is built around its engine. Um, and and you know, obviously, with with a move to Unreal, obviously, it, it basically means stripping everything back and then and essentially starting from scratch. If you if you look at what we've had over the last. Well, since 2013, the, the the if you go into the very game files of the F1 game, you've still got the original, um, you know, Lotus and, and you know Force India and all, and all that kind of stuff in in the very background of the game. So, you know, what what it does mean, um, obviously from an F1 standpoint, and I think from a player standpoint, is that we are going to get something that is very much refreshed, brand new. Um, obviously, the, the one issue you get with brand new, like Ricardo has alluded to, is that there is a very high probability of issues. Um, but on the other hand, I think there is still potential for a greater experience. Too. So who knows? We'll see. Well, they're launching it earlier than usual as well. So you, you've you've got to assume that they're pretty confident if they're you know because nobody was expecting them to release early. You know, yeah, there might be some commercial pressures in the background that we can't see that means that they have to launch early. I'm excited but for career mode. From an outsider's point of view. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Re- what have you re- heard about career mode? Yeah, yeah. Well, they're, they're trying to immerse career mode more so with the real life F1 product. So they're, they're trying to make it so it, it kind of carries in. Uh, I'm also on the understanding that they're trying to work the handling model as well. So we're going to have another new handling model uh, on top of where we were. Um, you know, on the on the previous rendition, which may, might I add, is obviously far more, I would say, interesting from the from the concept that we moved from twenty two, which I must say the handling model there was was trash. <laughs> Unfortunately, I mean, I couldn't drive the car, <laughs> um, so um, you know, I, I I was so much better better off in the commentary box for F one twenty two. It's unreal. F one twenty three was a real step in the right direction. Um, it was fantastic. I've I've just reignited my YouTube channel off the back of it now as well, um, with with my own career mode series, um, and I'm hoping that you know I'm going to do the same for F124. But I'm I'm hearing that, that, that there's a lot of changes coming. Career mode they they they've slapped in some new features, stuff we haven't probably seen in in a very long time. So I'm I'm very hopeful that it's gonna it's gonna turn a corner. Mm. Mm. Ricardo, are you excited? You don't seem excited. No, this is it's, it's, Formula One is a is a title that's generally <laughs> Formula One is a title that I it, it just goes beside me because it's it's a yearly release. I tend to stay away from yearly releases. Yeah, I understand, and because of it, there's a yearly release. I think they're starting to do like a fifteen percent discount if you are um, either a subscriber yeah. or no, no, you if bought you bought the you previous bound. one. If you've earned the last like three games, I think if if you're in the last three, you yeah, get, something you get like that, game. yeah. So okay, that that part is okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I Ricardo, understand though. why people like it. I would. I, I you, do want to say, I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I agree with you that I think the like, say for example, ACC's model. They released the game back in 2018. Mm-hmm. We've had regular DLC um, that that has kind of updated the cars, updated deliveries. You know, we just had GT2s and we just had Red Bull Ring. 
you know, I, I think that mm-hmm. is a really good system. And, you know, if we had that in the F1 game, then I would imagine that we'll be where ACC are now in terms of having probably the most polished GT3 game in existence. Um, yeah. You know, where, mm-hmm. with, with James Baldwin ha- hailing the handling model and the actual feel of the car as being the closest you can get to a real-life experience, which for me is pretty cool. It brings its advantages. It brings the the disadvantage mm. because the the game will be six years, seven years old, and it's some things that need to be updated on the background. And of course, if you want to make a move, you need to make a move always thinking that the community you're not is not going to like that you're going to make the move. When you mm. do it and on a yearly basis, the community is much more receptive to change. Mm. Mm. That's interesting. Well. I'm excited for F1 because, as I always say, F1 is kind of where I started in in sim racing. And it's interesting, George, talking about the the single player campaign mode because I don't think I've played a single player mode in, in a sim racing title in years. I just go straight to multiplayer. Like I always yeah. skip the single player experience. So uh, now that you've said it, that has ignited something in me. I, I am quite excited to see, it, especially if there's a bit more depth to the to the campaign mode that that would be like almost like a merging of f1 manager and the f1 the f1 game would be would be pretty cool yeah i i think f1 manager obviously coming out and giving what it's provided i think it's made a difference so yeah yes well okay so that's enough about f1 uh we have one very uh small topic to discuss before we move on to our lawrence de souza episode and that is potatona you're racing in it I am racing in it. Are you racing in it, George? I'm not, no. I'll support Ricardo. No. What? I'll get, the po- I'll get my pom-poms out. It'll be fine. Go, Ricardo. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's looking for guest commentators, so, you know, you have to, you have to jump in there. Yeah. No, How's no, the training I, I'm, going? I'm intrigued. Cool uh, I'm intrigued. I've actually had a session with Swelly last week. Swelly wow. Alameda. Yeah. So We've he had talk- him on the show. Uh, he, he, he told me, uh, some tips for it because you know I I drive GTs and going into prototypes it's a completely different thing especially when you jump games and the the way forward was so simple it it just made me feel stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the guy is uh, an absolute genius. They say that the best way of learning something is to teach it, and he's been coaching people in sim racing for years and years and years and i was i was enjoying watching his uh his radical content recently mm-hmm. um at sebring um but yeah the guy is an incredible coach we've had him on the podcast is it's one of the most interesting podcasts i think we've had his journey his story how he's a classical pianist and also sim racing coach yeah. and and now author of probably I'm probably going to, I think I'm fairly confident in saying the best selling sim racing book in the world because there aren't that many books about <laughs> sim racing. Um, so if, uh, yeah, if you're interested in learning a little bit about the practical, uh, practical ways of getting faster or you're interested in his journey, make sure you go back to the Sim Sundays episode with Swellio. I can uh, vouch for it. it. I can vouch for it. I took over a second off in an hour. It's so stupid. <laughs> that is very impressive. It, very it impressive. does sound like, oh, it's, it's snake oil, but. I was I was doing thirty four and a halves, mm-hmm. and and then after a while, I thought, oh, I can hit thirty twos, no problem. <laughs> what the hell is this? That's nuts. Yeah, yeah it is. he um he goes into detail in the podcast about his coaching technique, and it's you know he doesn't say break here, turn in here, you no, know, he accelerate here, apex is there. He doesn't tell you what to do. He just explains the questions to ask yourself as you're yeah. going around. It's, he explains uh, he, he explains the process of thinking about the car and the positioning of the car, and that is not about really not about breaking points. It's not about how much to break. Sometimes it is, but mm. it's more like the the general concept of driving a car, a specific car in a specific track, or generally in this case a car because it has a certain specific way to drive, and you need to understand how you do it. And then from that point onwards, you build your own lines according with what the car needs to do. Because if I drive GT3, I was doing, for example, on T1 Daytona, I was doing a specific line that is built for GT3s. And it took me literally 30 minutes to remove that from my head, you know, because he was telling me, look, you need to break like this, this long, because the car will then pick up, you know, speed. 
when you do the turn. And then you need to think about this. And the fact that you need to reset yourself, this is why you pay 100 pounds for an hour, 50 pounds an hour per person. You know, I, I, it's it's just, not something that you can pick up from a from a video. No, I I, just, I, I mean that 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 surely is the you know the the, the most valuable you know you know kind yeah. of yeah. Uh, you know essence for any driver is is it's not about being instructed and saying listen you need to break here to to get this position here just the very no. just the very nature of a driver you know getting that process right means that you know whatever it's a process. the corner. Yeah, whatever the corner, whatever the you know position on track or, or whatever it may be, tires, anything, you know, temperatures, engines, you know, you're prepared for every eventuality. You don't need a written sequence or a, or a plan as to what you're going to do into every corner. It's it's more about how you're going to execute in the moment. Yep. Yeah. So. In- I can look at it from a, a very different way. He's more of a consultant <laughs> as a coach. Good consultant. You know? Yeah, he is, he, he is excellent. And you can tell when he talks that he's just oh, yeah. so incredibly intelligent. He's so smart. He thinks so logically about it. So, yeah, well, that is a that is enough of the, the plugging of the, the motorsport checklist. Great book. Find it at, at Amazon. Or your we need to speak store. about Patitona then. Patitona, <laughs> yes. So you're, you're racing in Patitona. Tell us about your team. Tell us about your, your strategy. What, so, what, how are you going to win this event? So uh, We're not. But uh, <laughs> our strategy is I'm going to buy a 12-pack <laughs> oh. for, for, of beer or something. When I stop <laughs> driving my stints, I'll drink it. <laughs> nice like that uh, i'll be driving with my friend rad weasel he's all he's a portuguese streamer that does um i racing he does ovals it's like the only portuguese guy doing ovals in streaming he does uh, a lot of um prototype racing as well so we're driving the lmdh I'm, we're still not sure if the cadillac or the bmw figured it out and I'm also going to drive with my friend Craig, somebody that I met in uh, Sim Racing Expo 2022. Really cool story. We were on the GSI booth, and I was talking, I think, with Gomez or something like that. And he also was also in like a small group, but he flew from from the United States with uh, with his mother. Oh, let's go for let's go for a uh, let's go to Germany just for the German markets or whatever. And then he sent his mom home and they went to Sim Racing Expo, right? So it was like all there alone. And I'm like, look, I know everybody. You, do you want to come with me, help me out or whatever? Oh, sure, whatever. And then it's it's been like, <laughs> it's been like a friendship bringing out of stories. Sim Racing. Sim Racing Expo. It's where yeah. the magic happens. It is so good. It is so good. I need to get to one. Really do. Have oh, you never man. been, George? You never, never been. been. We were going to go this year, but I got. I, I'm sorry, last year, but I got. Um, I got booked elsewhere, unfortunately. But um, yeah, I've. Are you, you're coming this year. I I would like to because Daddy Greaser is is very kindly, um, you know, invited me now a couple, a couple of times, and I I feel bad for for not showing up because it's um, mm. it looks like a fabulous event, and um, I I'm really mm. keen to to come and check it out because. Honestly, it's uh, it's brilliant. I think the Creator Series always have um, had at least you know a few of their members go to, to the to, to these events, and, and I'm sure, no doubt, off the back of you know what we saw last year. <laughs> um, obviously, we had a panel and stuff like that. Tom and GB and all those guys were were there doing a doing a panel talk, and I I'm, yeah, I, I'm going to make an effort this year if I can. So, yeah. well, we can't also say too a... much, but also. The creator series may or may not be doing something incredible. Wink, wink. Yeah, wink, wink. We'll leave that there. Wink, wink, wink nudge, nudge. So the <laughs> potato will be next week, and then it's, it's basically to help out some potato kids get uh, get real life places for yes. their racing series. Correct. So the the episode, the the interview that you're about to listen to uh, is 30 minutes of Lawrence explaining the event, why it's uh, why it's taken off so much, and who they're supporting. They're supporting eight real life racing drivers. Um, and Lawrence, there's a really interesting bit in this interview where I'm like, okay, yeah, but why? Like, why? We, you know, he's talking like, why is it not giving money to cancer research or you know one of the many disaster zones in the world right now? Like, why are we giving money to people that 
are already wealthy enough to start in motorsport, but just want a bit of help to get competitive. Like why? And then there's a really, really interesting answer um, from Lawrence. So um, that's enough from us. Thank you for listening and enjoy our interview with Lawrence de Souza about Potatona, which is happening on, I keep forgetting the date. If you're listening to this on release day, it's literally this Saturday. It's the 9th of April. Thanks for listening. See you March. March, March, <laughs> March. Bye. Lawrence de Souza, welcome back. This is your third appearance on the Sim Sundays podcast. One, once as a one-on-one, once on the stage at the Sim Racing Expo with Dave Cam, and now here on the eve of the iconic Potatona event, which we will get into. How are you, sir? Oh, good. Great to be back. Uh, big, big fans of what you do. And uh, uh, yeah, so I love to love to listen to the podcast and stuff. Um, oh. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's good fun. It's, it's, yeah, it's an honor to be here. This, this type of thing is needed in sim racing. Oh, thanks, man. I always get I always get a bit bashful when when real human people that I can see say that they listen to the podcast because I often just think that I just sat here basically on a ah. Zoom meeting with me and one other person and no one else will listen. So I appreciate that. It's, anyway, so it's it's, it's great it's great when you know when people get involved in sim racing and at the start when you do a podcast you're kind of like you're you're trying to take information from your guests. Mm. But and and I kind of you know I do content I put content out there and it's great to have things uh like your podcast where i can actually learn some stuff that i can feed back into my content and community so it's 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 really uh doing a service for the community oh stop it i'm, I'm making this up as i go along uh but thanks and it's, it's 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 great to have you back because our our episodes our last two were a lot of fun the sim racing expo one uh in particular was a lot of fun if you're listening and you haven't listened to that episode look up the sim racing expo where me lawrence and dave cam and chris from Gridfinder, play a game of two truths and a lie. And it was really good. I enjoyed that. But we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about you and your upcoming project and your vision, your passion, and your zest for life when it comes to the sim racing world, right? Now, I've kind of like really like zhuzhed that up a bit. And it's it's really not hyperbole. What you're doing... And I'm purpose, you know, I'm 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 waiting for the for the hook, right? What you're doing, I think, has really energized all corners of the sim racing world, whether it's community racers or whether it's huge brands, right? Everybody seems to be talking about the Pototona event. So I want to hear the story of it. I want to hear how it happened, where the idea came from, and what it's all about, and why. Let's start with the why. So, like like most things in my community, it started off as a joke. Um, I, uh, I'm heavily involved in my community. I like to hang out with them in, in uh, voice chat. Uh, I like to chat with them on discord and it's a very vibrant community. Um, last year we had a crazy idea because we were talking about how close can a sim racer really get to real motorsport and the initial dream, you know, at the start of, especially the start of like COVID people were talking about, you know, getting from a simulator into a real car. And that was like the only channel that people spoke about but there are so many other things that you can do and you don't necessarily need to even you know drive a car we were thinking like well how close can we get um and it there were jokes about you know interacting with people's posts and when they you know if 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 we see a race car driver react to one of my videos or whatever that was like oh we're getting closer to real life racing then we decided well how cool would it be if we get our community logo potato nation on a race car on a real race car so we went and we did that. We found a random race car, uh, put a sticker on it. She went and won a championship and it, it, we raised a load of money for her. I was like, oh man, this is so cool. How can we make this scale? Um, so we kind of pushed a little bit harder. Here we are a year later, we sponsor eight real life race car drivers. And um, we're doing an event where, uh, yeah, we're giving away in one day we're giving away 35,000 euro worth of prizes to sim racers. Um, it's uh, yeah, an esports event like no other. Uh, we're going to be the first big endurance event to use the iRacing weather model. Uh, so that's been attracting a lot of people. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we've got companies, you know, real companies in sim racing, putting their staff 
and their employees in cars to officially represent them rather than just plastering their logo on an esports team we decided to flip the whole thing on its head um, and do a kind of a, an organic from the community out uh, type of a, a type of an event get companies involved get content creators that are close to the channel involved um, and we managed to fill our entry list before we advertised the event um, so it's yeah it's gone completely crazy it has gone completely crazy and it's interesting isn't it because if you boil it down you're doing an endurance race on iRacing at Daytona which on paper doesn't feel like it's any different to any other community or any other streamer that puts on a a special event however I think the interest that you've got from the big brands so the hardware brands that are putting in all these prizes seems to be kind of adding to this flywheel of momentum that the event has but how did you pitch this to them how did you get so many people interested in what on the face of it is a fairly it, it looks like on paper a fairly standard event but clearly it's not i'm i'm excited for it like how did you pitch that yeah so the 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 very first thing we did was to kind of stay close to our values no matter what it, whether it get, get it gathers legs or whatever gathers momentum stick to your stick to our values so the main things we want to do are raise money for real life race car drivers that was our first priority involve the community as much as possible and have fun and they are the three i guess golden rules that i said to companies this is what we're doing mm. and if you want to be a part of it you come and race as the community you're a part of us you're you're just racing with us i want you officially represented so i went to SimiCube, cube controls gsi said let's let's go let's do this if you want you can sponsor as well or you can sponsor a prize but the main thing is i want you guys actually involved not just mm. from a you know pay a bit of money get a logo yeah. type of way as in you guys are the stars of the show mm-hmm. so we i i didn't approach a single esports team and uh, they eventually kind of heard about it or via you know i i know that companies have recruited esports drivers <laughs> that was always that was always going to happen as and, much as you, you know, say it's for fun everybody will always uh, want to win <laughs> no, totally and and that is the that is the whole crux of it and i think that there is a major major elephant in the room that we need to be completely unapologetic about right sim racers are great at supporting good causes mental health uh, cancer research all these you know uh, charities super amazing initiatives i've been involved in them and they're great we have never done a fundraiser which is fundamentally selfish like this and racing and sim racing they're very selfish things mm. if, if if you look at your rig and really think about the fact that well you could donate a couple of thousand to cancer research or you have a rig in your house you know why do you still have the rig in your house there's a selfish element to it and we should be unapologetic about that because we can still use it to do good things right mm-hmm. and that's kind of what we're what we're trying to do here this money that's being raised for real race car drivers is not a good investment nobody's trying to claim that this is a good investment mm-hmm. those those talented drivers might go on to do great things and that's great but there's a risk there are way better ways to spend this money but this is how we want to it enjoy it so it kind of fits into the core values of the uh, of the event we want to be unapologetic we want to say whatever happens happens as long as we achieve those three things it's going to be great so i never promised massive viewing figures i've never promised massive participation uh didn't make any promises i said this is what's happening you're welcome to be be a part of it and that's pretty much it uh, and companies were like you know straight away jumped on it and the, the one of the interesting things about it is that so companies have been super generous none of those companies knew what any other companies were giving and they didn't even know at the time if there were going to be other companies involved and i think mm-hmm. this is a big thing because i could easily go to one company extract something out of them but it wasn't my goal you know a company said oh we'll give you this it's like great so we just made a note and we we continued on our path to make this event then another company comes along i could easily go to that other company and say well so and so is giving four thousand euro worth of prizes what are you going to give and that's not what the event is about the event was never about prizes and i think that companies kind of said 
you know, it, it was not necessarily like a reverse psychology. I don't know what the what the word because we never wanted the prizes as such. It's great to have some support and some prizes. We never wanted it to be so huge, but it's amazing that they all came in on a crazy high level. Um, and even when I, in the past few weeks, I tried to make the communication as clear as possible. Now look, after everybody had decided what they were giving, I gave full lists of this is what everyone's giving. This is what everyone that's involved. Some made minor adjustments and stuff, but in, in general, nothing changed because what they wanted to do from day one was, I, I guess it wasn't oversold to them and they, um, they invested accurately in it. Uh, so, but now we find ourselves in a situation where, yeah, we've uh, almost, I think we've 30 sponsors, 35,000 euro worth of prizes. So 10,000 euro of that are for driver prizes. 25,000 euro worth of sim racing equipment is going to be given away to people watching the event. Mm. And that, that again is the community aspect because the community is much more than drivers. It's much more than people who join a Discord. It's people who can get lost in a moment. Why do you go to a concert? Why is there hysteria about a Taylor Swift concert? It's not because you want to listen to her album. It's because you want to be part of the moment, part of the, you know, mm -hmm. the excitement and the community. You're surrounded by people who are lost in the madness. People fly from different countries to go to these things when it's really on the face of it, if you're not a Taylor Swift fan, it's a tremendous amount of effort for nothing. And that's, exact, <laughs> that's exactly what we're trying to do. We're trying to indulge in the fact that that's how we, that's how passionate we are about sim racing and real racing. I love it. Absolutely love it. The prizes that you've got are absolutely spectacular. And I love the fact that you're really incentivizing being in the crowds because that's such that's a great place to be right and and actually there's it's, it's interesting isn't it because when you go back to the why you said you know that we're sponsoring real race drivers and then that's a selfish thing so it's there's almost kind of like a conceptual merging of worlds here where by sim racing we're kind of in the peripheries of the real world racing world we kind of want to be in it we we all watch it right we all watch motorsport 99 percent of sim racers will watch motorsport and so it's it's rewarding those sim racers for being just that sim racers okay we're not we're not we're not being motorsport we're, we're, you know, we're not drivers um but i'm curious i'm curious about the relationship between the sim racing community and the real world drivers and how that's played out when you've gone, gone to these real world racing drivers and said, ah, sim racers are, are sponsoring you. Were they ever like, why? Why are they sponsoring us? Like, why are these sim racers giving us money so that we can go and race? Because any one of those totally. could, could keep the money themselves to go and race themselves. Totally. So if there's one thing I've learned about my community is that they have quite a lot of money. Uh, not a, a lot of them would feel that they don't have enough talent to drive in real life or they don't have the time or the connections um, to do it. Maybe they're too you know, late in their life to become a race car driver, but they still want to contribute in some way. Um, and the costs are you know, very, very high. So we've specifically chosen a lot of grassroots drivers, people who are at a very early stage of their career. And what's amazing is that initially, when you know, all we'd offered them was a, a set of pedals or a gear shifter or a steering wheel or something. and we got messages back from these drivers saying, you know, this is the first time somebody who wasn't my family or my neighbor ever sponsored my racing mm. in any way, shape or form. It's like it's the first time someone has really taken an interest and shown some belief and given them a reason to fight for something. And we were like completely you know, blown away by this because we're just idiots throwing away money as far as we're concerned. We're just trying to trying to see what happens, you know, because we have all the sim equipment that we need uh, and we just want to spend a bit of money, uh, you know, have a bit of fun with it. So we really kind of, I guess, uh, exercise the fact that uh, traditionally people think of sim racing as like if you have a sim racing event, it's like, oh, we got so such and such a real driver in, and that's going to promote the event. Mm. And we're like, well, that's not what's like, that's not what we in our community. I'm not going to speak for all sim racers, but in our community, that doesn't do much for us. What what we we kind of want to flip it on our head. It's like, well, how can we do something for the real drivers rather than them coming in 
And mm. no, obviously, we're we're not going to go and you know sponsor uh, Max Verstappen or yet. anybody. Not yet. You know, see where this goes. Who who knows? I mean, well, I mean, we have we have an LMP3 car on our roster now. We have a, a TCR Hyundai um, that we sponsor. So we've got some. See, we've got the current UK Formula Ford 1600 champion that we sponsor. So we've got we've only got eight drivers, but we've got a lot of you know trophies and talent there. Um, so the the ability to flip the way that we think about sim racing and real racing on its head uh, is pretty insane so much so and this is pretty exclusive because by the time this airs we probably won't even have announced it yet uh, tony canan just entered a team wow that's so nuts it's it's insane david brabham from brabham motorsport is coming on stream live during the event to chat esports to chat real motorsport like the 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 undertone of the so okay they're they're the people who already believe in kind of sim racing and esports right but the vote of confidence that our little silly community event which it was we were only trying to raise a couple of hundred euro you know (laughs) and and now we're at this stage where like people are taking such an interest in it where they are already you know they're asking what you know can we be involved next year it's like i don't even know if there's going to be a next year you know um mm. let's let's concentrate on this event uh, because this this needs to be our you know our our woodstock moment where we're like let's just do this and see what happens if if it if it ever happens again great but let's act like it's never going to happen again yeah yeah that 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 makes that makes so much sense, and it definitely is in keeping with the kind of conception of this of this um, event. I it was meant to just be a joke, but it's maybe because it was meant to be a joke that it has garnered so much uh, so much attention, right? Maybe it's because it's lighthearted, because it's not shiny and fancy, and and you know this is going to be a super duper esports series with the best of the best of the best of the best racing against each other for for you know. 100,000 years worth of prizes, right? Um, so, and let, let's touch on that a little bit. So you're specifically not, obviously not targeting esports drivers and there will definitely be some esports drivers. The brands the brands who are taking part in this, you know, SimuCube will want to be in front of Fanatec, will want to be in front of Astatec, will want to be in front of, like, they all want to be at the front, right? They don't want to be the, totally. slow, the slow team. And so the esports drivers will, will uh, get in there. But um, what was your reasoning for not, specifically targeting esports drivers for an event such as this because it's a long event right you need people with experience yeah so i i love esports sim racing esports um i'm a huge fan of lots of our, our really quick drivers um i do find that for the general sim racer who's not necessarily a hardcore motorsport fan and i'm not even a hardcore motorsport i watch it when it's on you know or when i have the time um they find it quite difficult to connect with the esports drivers mm. and it really doesn't matter if there is 2000 euro to be won or 200,000 it doesn't influence how likely they are to watch an event of all these elite sim racers or esports drivers battling against each other again and there are lots of different leagues and it's just it's difficult to um, to relate and much like the way we'd love to hop in an F1 car and share the grid with the real drivers there's no chance for us to be involved in that because they don't want to race with us. And that's, that's a kind of a, that's a big thing that we were, that we kind of built into this. Like, well, let's make something. Let's take all the little bits that are being ignored in esports, sim racing, esports, let's put them together and let's see if, you know, the various aspects of it capture the attention where esports drivers will say, Hey, well, hang on a second, guys. Why wasn't I told about this? I wanna, I wanna be involved in this, um, and not necessarily only be attracted to the money because the, the the money is great. We never really planned that, but we wanted them to be uh, interested in, I guess, just the, the taking part aspect of it. Um, and we've certainly achieved that. Um, we've got some, you know, other real life driver interests like um, Alex Dunn from um, F3, uh, Louis Sharp. One of his main rivals is over in New Zealand, but he's on a team as well. And I don't even know if they—I don't even know if they both know that you know if if they know yeah. that the other person is there. So it's it's wild how um, it's wild the dynamic that it's created 
Um, and yeah, it was it was just really to, uh, to I guess explore what is interesting, what what are people interested in? You know, should an esports event with all these massive esports teams should it have you know a wildcard team? Would a wildcard team get, capture you know the the underdogs, the mighty ducks type of thing? You know, <laughs> would it w- would it really you know would that capture the imagination? Because if you've got a load of, because we know they're fast drivers, you can join any online session right now. And there's someone who's world-class who probably isn't even on an esports team, or maybe they're on an esports team that's never won a thing in their life. You know, with the right environment, the right stage, let's put them up against, you know, uh, Sebastian Job and Max Benecke. And let's, mm. let's put them up against uh, Dara McCormick. Let's put them up against all of these great drivers and even if they finish, you know, mid pack or whatever, well, they got a chance, yeah, and that's yeah. kind of that's kind of where where we're going with it. Uh, we we don't necessarily, you know, we don't know what's going to happen in the future or whatever, but it would be cool to get. I guess finally on on that point, most of those type of events, there's a, a usually a big funding from somewhere. It's like a car brand or a big company. And the event is done in their interest, commercial interest, and that's completely understandable. Companies need to make money. Um, what we uh, what we find is that that can be a little bit um, difficult to relate to, again, for, for people, whereas people do re- relate to the drivers. So let's take, for example, James Baldwin. Great example. If James Baldwin enters an event, he has a certain attraction. He, he, people are attracted to the event for that. It would be amazing, in my opinion, if someone like James Baldwin uh, or someone in that position has their own event where maybe they they only invite all of the people that they've ever had an intense battle on track with, you mm. know, in a, in, a, in a competitive environment. There might only be 10 people on track, but they are all the rivals. So like a James Baldwin rivals Invitational. It's like, that's exciting. That's interesting. And a company is going to say, uh, you want to have some prizes for that? I'll give you a prize yeah. because uh, I, that sounds like something that our people would watch and they, they want us to be associated with it. So I think we need to flip that esports a little bit more on its head. Now, it's difficult. I mean, organizing an event like this is difficult. I have six people working on this, so uh, including myself. So even though I'm spearheading it in that, I've got someone in charge of prizes. I've got uh, stewards. I've got a head steward. I've got people just making sure that all the registrations go uh, cleanly. I've got people on graphics. I've got loads of stuff going on. Now, they are, they are just community members with the passion. They're not expecting to be paid for. I've got a professional broadcaster who I am paying for. Um, I've got an esports photographer coming to the event who, who I'm also paying for. So there are lots of moving parts. It's not a simple thing to do. But it is totally possible, and I think that with the right, you know, the right tuning, there is a business model there as well. Mm. And what does a successful event look like to you? As in, let's fast forward a few weeks. Prototona is done, the dust has settled, and you're thinking, yes, we achieved what we wanted to achieve. That was amazing. What's what's amazing about it? What's happened? What are you going to remember from it? We we raised uh, an amount of money for drivers that made an impact. Whether what's, that's, an Im- what's an impact? Yeah. So whether that's a, a set of tires that helped them to, you know, uh, you know, because at, at grassroots, you imagine you might only have one or two sets of tires for the whole season, and if you're in the last race and you really need those, you know, the, those points, if you have an extra set of tires, a brand new set that you can call on for that event, you all, you automatically have a second a lap on your rivals at grassroots level because that's just the reality of it. But people can't afford to have those extra things or you know, the suspension upgrades or whatever. So we want those things. We want that competitive advantage. We want people to have those things that they wouldn't otherwise have. Now, it could be a, a good night's sleep, you know, that they stay in a hotel instead of sleeping in a van. You know, it, it could be little things like that that give them that competitive edge. As long as it makes some bit of an impact, and the impact is up to them, um, I, I have no control over how they're going to spend it. Um, some of them might buy a little practice car that they can go and practice in, and that, that doesn't affect their, that they don't have to go and do training in their real car. I don't know. So 
anything that makes an impact. And obviously, the community needs to be happy. So I want like, I want drama, drama on track, and no drama off track. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I want, you know, we've got all the incident reports, all that can be done. And I'm, I'm inviting it because that's going to happen. Um, I want people to fight as hard as they can and get the competitive advantage. Um, but I want people to be, you know, in the spirit of the event as well. Um, and yeah, ultimately have fun. Every single person, company, everybody who's involved and has heard the word potatoona, I want them after the event to be able to have a bit of a smirk and say, you know, that was a bit wild, mm-hmm. you know, and, and who, who knows whether it'll happen again. So my goals are not um, financial targets. They're not viewing targets. They're not social media reach. Uh, it, was never, it was never about that. I think we're going to accidentally get a lot of that stuff. Um, and it's a, it's a great, obviously, you know, companies need that stuff to justify their investment. But I'm not going to lose sleep at night if we only have a couple of hundred viewers uh, for the event. Um, that's something that's known. You know, that's, that's, a, that's a risk that we all have. Um, I will sleep, you know, poorly at night if we could have done better with something. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, but I think that even, even no matter what happens, people can't say that we didn't try our best. I love that. I love that. Now, real talk, obviously, we're saying that you're not doing it for financial gain, you're not doing it for viewerships. But if you reflect back on your career as a streamer, this must be a milestone moment for you, right? Totally. Yeah, it's huge. I mean, who who would have thought? And it, So I have a nine to five job and I go into the office. Nobody knows that this is happening. Nobody knows. <laughs> That's wild. Like, and like a, a few weeks ago, there was a, you know, someone had worked super hard and they had raised like 1300 euro for charity. And it was like, this, this is an amazing thing. Nobody knows that I'm here doing this. Cause like, you have to think about this, put this into perspective. We are raising, so we've got 35,000 euro worth of prizes that as a result of how we built this event are going to the community or extensions of the community. They're not going mm. to random strangers. They're going to the community. So in one day, we're going to make our community with sim racing hardware, we're going to make them 35,000 euro richer. Now, obviously, we are, we're going to take some money from them as well and give it to the drivers. But we're also making these drivers. You know, if I was to put a target on it, if, if someone was really to hold me to it, if we got if we raised 20,000 euro, I would be absolutely delighted. We're already at 5,000 euro and we're a week and a half out from the event. So the momentum is gathering. We haven't announced all the prizes and stuff. And it is done on the basis that when you donate, every five euro that you give, uh, gives you a chance of winning the prizes. Oh, I didn't know that. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very cool. So, so, so that's the dynamic. Tell us about the event itself. So it's, it's, it's Daytona. It's ten hours. It's it's Potatona, yeah. Sorry, the okay. So we're renaming it's, the track as well as the event. At yeah, this, yeah. At this stage, it's now, okay. It's now known as it's known as Potatona International Spudway. That's the, that's the <laughs> here. Please, please tell me how. Uh, do you know what? I've seen that poster so many times, and I have <laughs> never noticed that it was Spudway, not Speedway. You must have been incredibly proud of yourself when you came up with with, with Spudway. I, as I say, it was it it all started as a joke. It was a magical <laughs> moment. <laughs> yeah. So so ten hours. Uh, I think there's fifty teams. Sixty. Sixty teams. Okay. Sixty um, teams. One hundred and eighty drivers total. And who have you got commentating? Me. <laughs> ten hours. Um, so so I, I'm doing the full stream. So for me, it's an endurance as well. Uh, I have loads of guests popping into the stream. I have loads of prizes to give away. So I'm going to be super busy there. Um, and the exact format is going to be released next week. Uh, some people who come on stream will have a little bit more time. Others will have a little bit less time. Uh, we kind of want, again, we want people to have fun with it. So uh, if someone can stay a maximum of a half an hour and they decide to stay for half an hour, then great. If they have to go after half an hour and people on the stream say, no, that person needs to stay, we'll, we'll keep them on. Well, you know, we, we don't, we're not, <laughs> we're not, we're not tied by these massive rules. Um, mm. there, there's, I, I do have uh, some uh, like professional guest commentators as well uh, so that I can go and have a little bit of a bite to eat or whatever someone can take over for, for for just a little while but I really want to because my like 
of the there, there are six teams from the Potato Nation from my community entering, and it, because it's a ten-hour event, odds are every single one of them is going to be there for the ten hours. They're going to be spotting. They're going to be watching the stream. Mm-hmm. They're putting a lot of effort into it. I wanted to show my effort and be the face of the event uh, because that's what ultimately people have invested in, right? Mm-hmm. Companies, people, everybody's like, well, Lawrence Lawrence will lead us to, you know, uh, Potatona, the finish line, you know? Um, if I am driving and I mm-hmm. have a good race or bad race or whatever, it takes away from what I think the potential of the event is. If I am there, because I am like a child in a shop, you know, in a, in a, in a, in a toy shop with the name, the real drivers, the esports drivers, the companies, the, the prizes, the, the people on the stream, you know, we're, we're going to make people effectively, you know, sim racing wealthy. Um, and just these, these, I want to experience, I want to soak up all these moments. That's why I'm encouraging all the drivers. If you're not in the car, come watch the stream, hang out with the other drivers, oh, they donate, you know, do, donate yourself. Cause all of those drivers, even though they're eligible for the driver prizes, they'll be able to donate and win a viewer prize as well. Why not? They're viewing the they're viewing the stream, you know. Uh, so with all of those rules, everything is set out. It's all available in our uh, Discord as well. So it's incredible what you've managed to achieve. It's incredible how whipped up you've managed to get the the community over another event and i i know it sounds flippant when i say it but it's another event there's events all the time this is another event but this one hits differently this one feels different so i mean genuinely congratulations for creating something that's different that's captured people's excitement if people listening to the podcast uh want to come and watch the race or get involved with the community where should they go all the info is in one place it's on the gofundme page gofundme.com forward slash Potatona, P-O-T-A-Y-T-O-N-A. So it's think of Daytona, <laughs> but but Potatona. So P-O-T-A-Y-T-O-N-A. Uh, here, there we go. Uh, Potatona, oh, beautiful. If you're listening on 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 Spotify, which ninety five percent of you are, <laughs> uh, Lawrence has just shown you a poster with the spelling for Potatona. But you, I mean, you work it out. Just Google it, you'll find it. Great, Lawrence. Thank you so much for coming on the on the Sim Sundays podcast and sharing your joy and passion for this event. Uh, I will be abroad, but I will be watching it. I will be watching all of it as I'm as I'm wandering about. So, uh, good luck. Enjoy the stream, enjoy the commentary, and as a as a sim racer, thanks for putting on this event. Thank you so much. Thanks for the support. I mean, you're always supportive of everything we've done with the channel, um, and uh, yeah, it's cool to get this kind of in, uh, impromptu uh, uh, chat going, and it's very it's very very timely. Uh, we want everyone to come and show up and get involved in it, even if you show up for five minutes. That's that's all we can ask for. See you on the international spudway. Goodbye.